to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. With Conan Neutron. Party people, the world over. Radio Valencia listeners, rockers of all ages, stripes, and political party. You are welcome. Welcome, I say. You are welcomed to none other than Protonic Reversal. We thank you once again for giving us your attention, leaving though it may be. With the many entertainment options in the world at large, it's good to know that there's a place, a place where everybody may not, in fact, know your name, but they know what you like. Yes, indeed, we are talking about great tunes. We are talking about good times, scathing social commentary. 
and uh, you know, general mirth and merriment. You could do a lot worse. That's all I gotta say. Proud of what we do here. Good morning, Brenna. Good morning. <laughs> With me in the studio is none other than DJ Real Time who uh, is looking freshly shorn? Is that the? Uh, I guess that's what you do with a sheep. That probably is a not a good term to use. People say shorn. Shorn is that a like a hairstylist term too? Is no, that, that's not just for sheep. <laughs> no, that's just sheep. Is it sheep's or sheep? It's sheep, right? I'm gonna get a correction from some dude in New Zealand. And be like, dude, come on. It's uh, sheep, no, not sheep's. Sheep's who? is not a thing. Sheep's is not a thing. No. Uh, Brenna does not look like a sheep or sheep's. Thank you. I, I would appreciate you know. She looks very beautiful with her with her short hair uh, for charity, right? Uh, what what is what the, what was the charity again? I remember. Locks of love. Obviously, made a huge impression on me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Locks of love, and you can find out more about that by going to the internet. I yeah, and they make wigs for kids with um, that are going through chemotherapy and have lost their hair. Which is very awesome. That's super cool. And I think you actually explained that the last episode, and it was like in one ear, out the other. It's okay. You don't have long hair, so. Long I, hair I don't. don't care. They're, they're, don't I don't hair. look good with long hair. I don't look good with facial hair. Those are, those are two things that I've just come to terms with. Like, I've tried both, too. and it gets, you, you had long hair at some point. I, I got past the awkward point of, like, it being, like, t- awful, awful terrible. And then I was like, ah, this still just isn't good. I just look. Like you know, I, with the facial hair, I look like the Unabomber. So that's that's the worst because it, it comes in patchy, and uh, with, with the long hair, I just look like a degenerate. It does. It's not a good look for me. But then again, I take after my father, and he had long hair in the sixties. He looks fine. So I don't. Maybe I just you just don't like it. it. It's, it's okay. not for me. It's not for me. I'm you a short hair kind of guy. You know, I don't really like guys with long hair. So well, there you go. Then I, I know. Don't. That's some validation. That is some validation. Although the man bun thing is like a thing right now, and it's kind of great. Man bun. Yeah, I keep seeing all these articles posted with like the bold italic and whatever blogs on the internet that are like, (laughs) 10 man buns that'll make you love man buns and long hair. Wow. (laughs) 10, wow, that's a a heck of a listicle if you ask me. That's uh, People love lists. People do love lists. It's weird. It's like a new thing recently. List. It's uh yeah you know it's it's an internet thing I mean it's it's definitely something that lists and quizzes that tell you about your personality. <laughs> Here's a spoiler alert: you're Hodor. You're all Hodor. <laughs> wow, that was really nerdy. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say that was nerdy? <laughs> wow. Uh, sand bites. We'll be right back. Sound bites. <laughs> S- S- sand bites. Where are you hanging out? Florida. You need to go to different beaches. Florida. <laughs> who's bi- who's biting you? Who's looking out for you? Uh, this is wire.
That's the Gary. That's a striking resemblance to the song. Oh, pretty good, yeah. You didn't know that he was like, oh, it's still going. I thought it was over, but it's still going. Wow. You should add that to your resume. Like, that's a skill. <laughs> the uh, make, making guitar noises with my voice. Mm-hmm. That's the end of Alvernon by the Gary off of the brand new Farewell Foolish Objects. That was almost too much for me to say. That's daunting. Yeah. It's going to be a rough day if that's, that's going to be yeah. the high bar for me. Fair wear, fair See, that's exactly what I was afraid <laughs> was going to happen. And you went for it again. I you, went for it again. Don't know why you did that. Yeah, well. I already yeah, said. It's a very good question, and I liked it because it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> Actually, it didn't really, but. Uh, oh, well, at least you didn't say sand bites. I didn't say sand bites, no. And before that, we had. Uh, B slash W silence. I don't know if it's backed with or black white silence, but it's a wire song off of Change Becomes Us. I I would have to like actually work to come up with a sleepier 
first song for the show. Like, I would have to, like, be like, hmm, what's a song that can just lull everybody right back to sleep? Mm, uh, yeah, I can think of sleepier yeah, songs. Yeah, it was pretty sleepy. I mean, I, I, I like it, but, uh, get you pumped up. And that wasn't very good for uh, pump-up music. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and... Yeah, let's play some of that. Is that going to give me a stomachache, though? Because, you know, I didn't have tea this morning and... Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a travesty. No no tea this morning. Yeah, first world, first world things, <laughs> problems. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm you know someone over there is being their their country is being bombed, being actively raped, and like oh this girl doesn't have tea. Oh well, let's let's comment on that. Now on I have a stomach ache. <laughs> now she has a stomach ache. It's a so problem. loud music might make my stomach grumpy. Well, boy, are you on the wrong show? I don't know what to tell you. I'm just going to leave. We were going to have the blind shake on this morning. Scheduling issues has presented. I sure am glad I have a radio show where I talk on microphones. That's a great idea with no possible drawbacks for doing things in the morning. (laughs) The blind shake. What's going on? The blind shake we're going to be on this morning. Uh, We were not able to. Last minute, we were not able to make that work scheduling wise. Which is a bummer. We do we do apologize for that, but uh, I am looking forward to their show one two three four go tonight in Oakland. I totally blew off their show last night, the Hemlock, because I was tired. That's a thing. It is a thing. I actually set myself a reminder and remembered, but I had other stuff that I had to do, which is kind of unfortunate because I love the Hemlock. Yeah, and Blind Shake put on a great show. They're one of those bands that I don't think you need to know pretty much anything about them. You can just be like, I'm going to go see the Blind Shake. And they're like, people will be like, you're, you're going to be in for a good time. It's going to be great. <sighs> Disappointed that I didn't go. But, oh well. Yeah. You can go come to the Oakland show. But then you have to come over to our side of the bay. Oh. Yeah. I don't do that very often. <laughs> I don't like crossing the bay. It is. Uh, one, two, three, four, go is uh, an all-ages joint. And they, I believe the shows are done by ten. Oh, isn't so, it really close to MacArthur Bart, too? It is, yes. Um, I went there once to look at records. Actually, I was coincidentally just over there and stopped and looked at records. Oh, so you're just speaking lies to me then. And well, listeners. I've been there once, not for a show. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's, it's a small room. It's uh, pretty small. <laughs> it's it's good sound it's good sounding for what it is. It's um It sounds sweet. I had a hard time seeing screaming females. Uh because I had a hard time actually seeing screaming females because uh Marissa, the guitar player and singer, is about five two. So I saw her <laughs> forehead and I and I heard great awesome music. They're great live. They're they're great. I, I just and the bass player's plenty tall, so I saw him plenty, but uh, you know. <laughs> I can't say I've seen their band the stage because is I saw not the bass elevated. player. I haven't been. It is, but not enough. It was that was a really crowded show. And well, yeah, okay. The thing with the blind shake sense. is they're all. Uh, I mean, you can you, if you if you look at the Facebook event photo, you get an idea of what you're into uh, with the show. There's um, you know high kicks, they're jumping around, and uh, it's, it's a whole it's a whole scene. So it should be a it should be a great show. Highly recommended. That's happening 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, Circles from Chicago, some band called Beekeepers. They probably sound like garage rock. I'm just going to take a wild guess here. I'm probably going to be right. And uh, I'll be there with the t-shirt cannon, of course. 
<laughs> Why don't you have the t-shirt cannon here? I only bring the t-shirt cannon to shows you don't go to, I think. That, that's, oh. that's the rule. Like, that's oh, you just missed shows. the t-shirt cannon. Hmm. It's a bummer. I want to shoot T-shirts into the mission. <laughs> Actually, that that would be an amazing, amazing move to just point it out the window and just yeah. start firing. <laughs> yeah. Like people would be like, oh, just walking, and then no. all of a sudden, no, oh, Christ! But like, you have to make it so that the T-shirt again <laughs> opens up like a parachute, and then like you know, cur- like comes down and caresses their head, like flap, not whack. More of a flap than a whack. More of a okay. flap because it would be like, you know, covering their head. And they'd be like, oh my God, I can't see. Whoa, it's a t shirt on my head. What's this t shirt? There you go. What is it? Who knows? It could be anything. More flap than whack, the protonic reversal story. Protonic <laughs> <laughs> reversal. Oh, so we got a, had an election. If you're, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at the American flag pillow right there on the couch as. Made famous by our uh, Facebook profile photo of the American flag pillow in front of the Radio Valencia icon. Is that made famous by? They're probably not. That's probably. Once that's exactly made famous by, but it's made famous let's, to me. Let's let's just keep saying it's been made famous because sure. you know. Yeah, let's uh, fake it till you make it. Exactly. Um, so we had an election. That happened. I don't. I don't enjoy politics anymore like talking about it it's like when you have a political party that is is not standing up for the the beliefs and systems of of the people that they allegedly represent you want to punish them sure but yeah what the american public by and large have done is like oh we want to punish these guys who aren't doing their job let's reward the crazy people because that's how you punish the people that aren't doing their job well. You reward insane people. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how we have it set up, unfortunately, because of, uh, you know, outdated. money. and Out- It's all outdated. It seems like the system isn't working. It isn't. And, the, and there's unfortunately really good money, and it's staying exactly the way it is. So there's not a whole lot of... There's not a whole lot of options right now. I mean, it'd be great to have proportional representation and things along those lines, more more of a parliamentary system. But yeah, that would I think that's like the way that it makes sense to go towards. And we've been pushing. Like I think it's like it seems to me that we've as a society here have been pushing towards that system, but people are resisting it because it does not benefit them. Well, and it's because there's there's money in it as well, and you're never really going to enact that kind of change until you take the money out of the system. But speaking of money, and on the good news front, we did raise the minimum wage uh, in Oakland. That's which great. Is awesome. Yeah, I heard that yeah. was going to happen. And I believe uh, I believe it passed here as well. I think so, but I don't, I mean, I just assumed that that was already happening. It's 12 <laughs> now, isn't it? Uh, it's supposed to go up to fifteen in the next three years. Yeah, which is still, yeah, it's it's so it's what it is. Okay, so on Tuesday the election and we're speaking now. It is November sixth, but uh, there's a fifteen dollar minimum wage that's going to be going in effect in San Francisco. When? Uh, that's to pass seventy seven percent of the vote. Um, you know what? I don't want to hear your news report. I'm giving the news report right now. Stupid. <laughs> God, amazing. Um, when? Yeah, good question. Uh, hmm. 
Blah, 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 blah. See, this is the great news report. It wouldn't be great if the news was actually like this. Eh, I don't know. This stuff's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> this is boring. It's a typo here. Some dude said something. Uh, under the new law, wages will rise to $11.05 on January 1st, then twelve twenty-five in May, before increasing every year until they reach $15 in 2018. Which, of course, the cost of living in 2018, I'm sure, is going to be, you need to have a minimum wage of like $40 an hour. The way yeah. things are going now, but... That's a really long time. I thought it was happening sooner than that. Yeah, that's less impressive than I thought it was. I, I thought we end... Hmm. Well, the Oakland minimum wage, we... Uh, which, it passed in a landslide, by the way. It was, like, like probably one of the most clear and early victories. Like, oh, yep. <laughs> that's... That well, passed. They, they haven't really had it go up in a long time. It's like right. it's like eight dollars an hour there. Well, or something. it's going to be uh, twelve twenty five in March. So oh, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a nice bump for some for some that's working like, people. That's like a few dollars. Yeah, and the, and the only argument against it was was basically, oh no, you know, you, you might buy a beer and it's going to be a dollar more at like you're at some bars because they have to cover costs. And I'm to- well, I'm tough, completely tough okay shit. with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyone that's ever actually tried to survive on minimum wage knows exactly how screwed it is to try to live. Yeah, especially like that woman expensive. that was working for several different Dunkin' Donuts and like somehow fell asleep in her car while in between night shifts and and died from asphyxiation. Whoa. She had the windows up. It's a dark story. Yeah, it was in New what? Jersey, I guess. And it wow. was like in August. I read this article and then I posted it and somebody was like, well, you know, why did she have her windows up? That's weird. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. And then someone else po- like commented that, you know, in other places, the climate changes quite a lot. But in August, everywhere is hot. So I don't. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it's, I, mean, it's- I, I was like, that must be on purpose or she just forgot to open the windows or why wow. was her car running yeah i don't hmm. <clears throat> that part i did Sad not story i didn't understand but it, the focus was that she had so many jobs that she was sleeping in her car because she'd have to take naps in between working minimum wage like shifts and that's sad. That's, that's the reality awful. and so. also i was talking to my roommate recently about like the cafe that he works at and how much they pay and they pay like way higher than most cafes pay and i was like well you and his point was that they're paying too much and their their labor costs are too high and Mm. i was like no they should be paying that much because a we're gonna have to be paying that much anyways and in the future like the minimum wage is going up because it has to and b you've already set the bar on that like People should set the bar higher. Businesses should be planning for this. They should be planning ahead by paying well, people more. You have to. Businesses need to be able to provide for their employees to give them a decent enough living uh, to be able to to live. And the logical fallacy I've always found with the uh, you know uh, record store jobs or coffee store jobs is, is that like oh here's why we don't have to pay these people. You give them benefits or pay them this much because they're just, you know, doing this just for fun. Who does that just for fun? Nobody, like, it's always like, oh, they're just doing this because they need something to, like, no, there's people that survive off of this and you need right. to. Or know, they just don't want a stressful job. Like, sure. And, and like, for the 10% of people that maybe that's true, where, like, oh, I'm, 
you know, I just I like people and I like I like coffee and I want to work at a coffee shop or I like records and I like talking about records so I'm going to work at a record store. Or I do I've freelance. Totally done that, by the way. <laughs> or I do like some other job on the side that's really, you know, what I, it's not right. paying the and, bills. Exactly. And then like, you know, when, you know, when it's time to go on tour, I can just uh, quit and get another job or whatever. You know, all that stuff is um I think those are the ex- the exceptions that prove the rule, especially in this economy, because we've done this thing where there's almost no industry anymore, right? Well, and right, and it's pushing – like, people aren't going to commute for those jobs. So, like, you need to be able to live wherever they are. Otherwise, the small businesses can't run, and then they get pushed out. That's what's happening here. It's probably what's happening most places. I don't follow, like, most places, but I know Seattle, like, they're cha- – their economy's changing a lot or rent's going up pretty quickly. In Oakland, their rent increased by like 19% oh, yeah. last year. You're telling me. I We, we looked for a new apartment uh, a while ago and I was like, as someone who's basically lived in the same neighborhood for, mm, let's see, 15 years probably, wow. uh, rent rents, if not doubled, it's like 75% of doubling. So it, 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 it's it's insane, and I, I we managed to luck into an amazing scenario, based off of my personal history with a, a landlord that I used to rent from. Oh, and that's we're, cool. We're, we're doing well. That's good. But that's yeah, the way that's, to go. It's rough. I mean, it, it's and it's it's I don't know. It's a real problem. I think it's disingenuous to try to ignore it or to pretend it's not an issue. And well, I I mean. I think arguments against the minimum wage are losing arguments too. Well, yeah, I've heard some. I've heard usually a lot made of, by people that never had to live on it. <laughs> right. I've heard. Well, small business owners. I do feel sorry because you know, like, I feel sorry for them because it hurts them the most because they don't. You know, it's hard to make a profit off of like restaurants, bakeries, and coffee shops. It is. Like, it is. And that is a very enjoy real those thing. things. Yeah. That's a part of like why someone might move to a neighborhood. It has bakery nearby like i don't know i there's some article out there about the interview i think the bold italic interviewed or somebody maybe not the bold italic i shouldn't use that but giving them a lot of plugs this morning i know i don't even really like the bold (laughs) italic the way they write i don't like it but um they interviewed the owner of the mission mission pie and she said that she couldn't really run a business if the the minimum wage goes up and i because the margin was too low for as was right like and i know that like bakeries have to charge more for their pastries and it's funny because i had some guy come up to me and was like four dollars for a donut at the bakery that i work at and i was like (laughs) yeah i just looked at him and he he was like he had been out drinking with his friends during the day and was just being and just apparently really contentious about the price of donuts i was like yeah like you don't have to buy them i just looked at him and i was like really did you just say that and then he's like i'm sorry i was like well you should be because who cares they're huge and you don't need one if you really need one then pay four dollars for it because i they're gonna say pay me a down payment and you can get it later (laughs) no or wait till after we close and they're they're all you know we don't keep them so it's just kind of like People complain about four dollar toast and four dollar donuts, but it's like, sure, yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's not it's not the law that you need to buy it, right? It's a luxury <laughs> item, and you know, like, 
Sure, that does imply that there's some in great injustice in this city, but these people have to make money, so, like, whatever. You're paying for the luxury of having this special thing. Sure. So make your own donuts if you don't want to pay that much, or make your own toast. It's toast. Go, <laughs> You don't have to, like... <laughs> It's toast, people. I mean, that's why people complain. It's like, do you, on the same side, like, okay, maybe it shouldn't be $4, but do you really need to go somewhere and get it? Like, just make it at home if you're going to complain about it. But, you know, it's just, it's sad. Like, I've been looking for housing here, and it's like, I make a decent amount of money, Mm -hmm. but it's still not enough. That's like, No, it's not. I, I mean, I make more here than I could in most other places, like right, in, right. in Portland or probably L.A., like certainly New York. But it's still, like, not enough. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a fact of living in this area. And it's I mean, I think it's something that happens. It's happening in a lot of places, but it's really pronounced here. I like it here, though. It's great. It's great living here. I like the mission. And I actually really like Cal Hollow too. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy how much things are changing, you know. Uh, let's listen to some songs, and uh, maybe we can talk about something a little more cheery, <laughs> like uh, I don't know, death, no. <laughs> something along those lines. I don't yeah. care. This is a depressing happy. topic. I don't know. It is depressing, although it's just reality. I, I'll think of something. I, I'm sure I have some wacky story that's great. All right, well, we're going to work on that. Uh, while we work on that, you're going to listen to this. This is the Melvins, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Wait, wait.
There they go. That's Le Butcherettes with I'm Getting Sick of You. That's yet another track from this uh, great band that. I like them. From Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Ostensibly. What? Or uh, Los Angeles. Guadalajara. Who? Guadalajara. 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 Gu
Uh, that's off of the record Sin, Sin, Sin. That is the record came out a couple years ago. One just came out on Ipecac. I got it, and I didn't bring it. So I'll play some for that next week or something. Isn't Ipecac a medicine? It's a, a, a liquid that you ingest to vomit. Oh. So if you have, a, say, little Billy has mm-hmm. had poison. Like, he drank the poison thinking it was a milkshake. I don't know. Just go with it here. Uh, <laughs> then you would give him an Ipecac, so we would vomit the poison. Okay. That's a good name for is, a, yeah. a thing, a business thing. Before that, we had Melvin's. Melvin's with Bride of Crankenstein. That was the kickoff track off of Hold It In. They were just on Carson Daly. Really? The, uh, yeah. The, was it Last, last Call with Didn't Carson Didn't they play Daly. the fest? I think they played the fest. I don't, I don't know what that is. What's the f- that? You don't know what the fest is? <laughs> No, I Conan. What, what, what's the for shame? Is, is that a television show? Is that an actual no, festival? No, it's a it's a like a heart like a your genre of music like punk rock. Oh. festival in Gainesville, Florida. Oh, okay. It happens around Halloween every year, uh, and it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. When I used to go, and I lived there, it was like a few venues and right. some house parties. Now, yeah, like you grown. can't have house parties because they get too crazy. You'll get in trouble. Someone's going to get shot. Like, you'll get kicked out of the fest. Mm-hmm. And um, there are, like, 13,000 people that go. It's a big deal, huh? In, like, a couple hundred Is that Gainesville, you said? Yeah. Okay. It's it's a crazy... Th- it's a very specific genre, but, like, people come from all over the world. Like, a lot of people from the UK and Japan come. I wonder if uh, Kevin Burkett from our guest from last week... I'm sure he is aware of it. Has a piece of that. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if he's like, eh, that. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably. I mean, I kind I I love it because I grew up there and that's my hometown. But I don't really enjoy things like that anymore. I'm just it's too much for me. I'd rather go to one. Sh- like, right, right. Yeah, festivals much. are festivals are a bit much to begin with. I do like it when they do festivals that are like every venue in town has five shows tonight. You know, like or well, today. I got I gotta say, there's a so there's a thing. That uh, and and I know it from personal experience from uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, with former guest of the show Jeff Moody, the Handlebars and Bars uh, Zombie Bike Ride. Oh, where, I've heard of this. Evan told me about this. Yeah, everybody dresses up in their finest zombie gear. Is that like a steampunk zombie thing? That's how I I envision it. You dress up like a zombie, and you you get on your bike. You go to the first location. Band plays. You know, have a, have a drink or two. Then you ride over to the next bar, and then the like the whole group does. So yeah. it's basically like a swarm of party locusts that go from oh. bar to bar. Yeah, everyone That's has fun. a drink at each bar, and then leave. So it's like nothing. Four hundred people. Do they nothing. warn the bars? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. everybody's in on it. I mean, this is like this is a small town, and the thing that I found that would be horrible if you weren't ready for it. Sure, and <laughs> well, and it's interesting to me that. Immediately, I thought, why can't we have that here? And then it would be because it would be too big. We're talking about thousands of people. Really. Yeah, I mean, we do have. There certain... are things like that, but honestly, none of it is any good. I'm going to say, yeah. as far as. Because far as, people are into, like, things here. People aren't into music here. People, I mean, there is good music, but people aren't into music in the way they are in other not places. Not like At they least used not, to be here. Exactly. It's changed. There are certain circles, I guess i got to preface this by saying this, where I get a whole bunch of, of yeah, corrections and emails. Yeah, I don't want off people. Um, I don't feel that people are as into music in the Bay Area as they are in other places. 
And I, I have lots to that I can bring up to support that argument. I'm not going to because I'm just right. <laughs> wow. And that I is t- like a quintessential quintessential Conan. That was, that was the Conan is right <laughs> noise you just heard. I'm not, I could get into it, but I'm not going to because I'm just right. I, I'm not. It's, like, wow. Do, I mean, do okay. you need me to explain it? I mean, do you, yeah. do you feel that, that it's no, different? No, that shows yeah. wisdom. Because you've learned why I'm not should I waste rant? everybody's time. Yeah. I've, I've, no, I totally, <laughs> I agree. Moving here from Gainesville, it was very confusing for me. I had yeah. a lot of culture shock. And then I read this book, Give Me Something Better, and I understood better. Um, it's an auditory history of like the punk rock scene from oh, the 70s yeah, to yeah. now. Which and it's like focuses it's really good. on uh, what's the focus on that? It's uh, it starts with like Mabu Mabuhe Gardens. It talks okay, about yeah, the farm yes, and the Gilman. Yes. I've been meaning to read that. Actually. It's really Thank good. Me. Very like gripping. I'll let you borrow it if okay. you want to. Because yeah. um, it's like the way that they do it is through interviews with people. So people that in the scene were telling these stories but they like put all the different kind of like please kill me yeah kind of like that but like here and from like 1979 to 2005 basically how many chapters is Joe will be offering a lot because that guy can talk it, yeah, I know. Well, they, Love you, they sectioned it out really well and took all the interviews and like formulated stories. Like it talks about Fang and Sammy Town and what happened with him. Yeah, and, Fang and, is an interesting story to say. Yeah, the least. I know a lot. Like I know a lot of those people. And like my friend Ben Sari used to be in um, this band. Wait, what was his band's name? Oh man, that sucks. I should know this, but. He was around when that band Crimp Shrine was around, like, in the East Bay, like... So, I guess Jesus. talking about East Bay, like, Gilman kids and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just a lot of, like, old punk rockers telling their stories. And they have some crazy stories. And it talks about, like, the bass player of Flipper and how great he was. And then he overdosed. Like, a lot of people oh, right, overdosed right, right. in this book. Uh, speaking of which... Actually, speaking of which, one, one of these days, coming pretty soon, we're going to have Ted Falcone from Flipper. On the oh, show. cool! I'm, I'm not kidding about that either. Yeah, you know. that's great. Interesting I dude. I love that I'm, band. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to having him on. He's got stories for days. I bet, man. He, sh- he that showed was up such a crazy time. He showed up at the at the PRF West. They weren't playing, but he showed up and like hung out and was like talking amps to anyone that would listen. And uh, there was Ben Rosenberg from Hurry Up Shotgun at one point is talking. I was like, oh, so who are are you the owner of the, of the venue? And I was like, no, no, he's from Flipper. He's the guitar player. Wow. And, and Ben's like, oh, that's way more important. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which I thought was an amazing, an that's amazing what he moment. Said. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. That's that's great. But it's very clear. I mean, he's an older cat. He's got long gray dreads. I mean, it, it's very clear. It's like this guy is either like a homeless dude or like is like some kind of crazy artist. Like and yeah. around here. I love crazy artists. <laughs> you could kind of roll All the of dice. Them. I Come guess. to me. <laughs> crazy artists are great. Let's create a little harbor. I inter- like I um the place where the farm was, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with the farm. Uh, let's pretend that I am, but the listener isn't. Okay, so the <laughs> over in Potrero Hill, there used to be this like huge co-op out venue place, like mm-hmm. kind of under the freeway, um, almost to Cesar Chavez. And it was like huge, and people would come from all around to go to punk rock shows there, and they had an actual like garden farm that they were using to feed people and like 
it talks about that in the book and tells stories and like I guess it just started getting too crazy with people coming from all over the place and having these crazy shows and um, the same family owns the land now and they donated like half their land to the city and mm. there's a park over there. That's where the skate park is. Oh, Petrero okay. Yeah, the uh, Petrero del Sol Park, which has the skate park. There's a stage when, oh, God, this is going to date me. But when I was doing Bands Against Bush way back when, I threw a, threw a couple shows there, a couple of noise rock picnics, which kind of predate the PRF things. But it's a really great, like, outdoor location. Yeah, there's, air. like, yeah. Tiny Telephone does. Yeah, or, it's or right John by Tiny Anderson's Telephone. Place. Survival yeah. Research Laboratories used to be right there. It's not anymore. This is going to be really compelling for our non-San Francisco-based listeners. But, yeah, let's continue your story. Go well, ahead. it was a cool space, and I, I feel like that they probably... I don't know. This is my personal opinion, that they probably gave the land to the city to kind of make amends so they would, like... Oh, interesting. ...get okay. the heat off them, because right. I think it was just getting really crazy in the, in the 80s slash early 90s. And... um. The same family owns the land, and they're like, you know, they have a reasonable, like, rent, renting it out to different businesses that use that area. It's like a co-op little business space, mm-hmm. and there's a, tea, there's a tea vendor that has their warehouse over there. I interviewed one of the tea people, okay. one of the owners of Five Mountains Tea, and that's how I, like, made all these connections i was like oh i read about the farm like now i right I and so you're reading about it in this was, book which is what was the name I, of the book again it was a uh, give me something better give but me something better. i've I, heard of this before somebody i, one I of my, read about it's a big book like it covers yeah. a lot of ground and one, one of my people that i would normally accept recommendations for uh, music related literature uh, said that this one was was very good. It's and good because when I moved here, I was really confused about the area because, like, on the East Coast, a number one, it's like easier to be a small band that not maybe the mainstream doesn't know yeah. about, but like everybody knows because you can tour easily. And it's easier. it's there's uh, exactly you're in a situation where the distances are a lot smaller right. between cities, and because of that, um, you know, and it's it's awesome, good for them. So uh, there's, like, a really strong scene of artists and music people out on the East Coast, like, all the way down, like, from New York all the way to Florida, and it's, you know, get it, it seems to just be growing from what, I don't keep up with it a whole lot, but from what I see, there are more and more venues, more, you know, like, it's crazy, because I moved out here, and I was like, oh, have you heard of this band, this band, and people are like, what? Nope. <laughs> and I was Is it happening like, on my block? Because I only care about things that are happening on my block. Right. And <laughs> and then I started to realize that, okay, it makes sense that like that music wouldn't travel out so far to the West Coast. Okay, I can accept that. And then you start to get into a thing, which is a uh, boilerplate Kona Neutron rant ab- about how most bands in the Bay Area never leave the Bay Area. And so they exist in this little bubble where they, right. they don't really get out beyond just playing to and with their friends and they never really grow as a band and become great because they're not putting themselves in front of audiences that maybe aren't just going to immediately be certificate of participation well and the community becomes kind of stuffy it does and becomes insular and unwelcoming frankly Uh, and i think too i think there's let's be clear there are many exceptions to prove this rule and that's actually one of the things that this uh show tries to prove is that well, the, that there attitude, is community as well. But. There is community, but like that attitude is really, it's hard to understand and it's off-putting for someone who comes from an area that right. it's more, but like you, you don't, don't have, have context, to, yeah. like sure, there are, Gainesville is known to be like stuffy and people are pretentious, 
but it's still like you could talk to people and it's fine and they're like just normal and they're not trying to prove anything and then I moved out here and I was like whoa I feel like an alien that does not fit in and they don't want me to fit in and then like reading this book helped me understand several things about how it's developed and how like I see why there's an ego around it and why like people are sometimes unapproachable and it's there's a, been a lot of struggle here to keep it going. I also, they they go into um, the Bay Area skinhead thing and how that happened um, quite a, quite in, in great detail. And that's kind of cool because they talk about like the punks and the skinheads and how they didn't get along and then some did get, I don't know. It's like really interesting to me because I knew some kids that would present themselves as what, whatever skinheads. Sure. In... <clears throat> And, like, they all seem really nice, but to me, like, you don't present yourself in that way. In the South, like, you do not, it's not... It would mean something completely different, right? Well, and, and it actually, in reading this book, I found out that, like, a lot of the Bay Area skinheads were prejudiced or racist or whatever, and, like, violent, oh, but not was, yeah. all of them were. Right, right, it's a whole sharp and thing. And so there's, like, yeah. a, there's a cool side, and I see why, you know, kids today maybe would attach themselves to the cool side... But right. to me, I was like, I'm really confused. I don't understand why you would want people to think that you're a skinhead. Because you like, only knew the one aspect, yeah, the one aspect of it, which is the most predominant part of that culture. I mean, it, and at least as far as in popular culture, like, you know, you, people think of like, oh, romper stomper. You know? Right. <laughs> well, and, and I'm just like, oh, you're an idiot and you just don't know it. But also <laughs> now I'm like, oh, that's well, that's what ignorance is. And that's fine. You know, for people that have never been to another place. And I understand it, but also it's it's kind of weird because it's not my place to explain to them, but it's my place to, like, understand it. Sure. So that book really helped me to, like, get it. I was like, oh, I feel much more comfortable here because I understand the scene that I, I grew right, up in. Right, you have the context for like, it. Like, a different place, yeah. yeah. Hmm. You know, that's my take on it. What's yours? Call in 415-962- Seven nine, seven nine. I'd love to hear from you. You should call in. You should do it. Do it now. Pick it up. Do it. Are you doing it? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Are you does, doing it? Does that make you want to do it? Four one five nine six two seven nine seven nine. Use your phone as a phone. Does anybody still do that? Not really. Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? It's all these noises just coming out of nowhere. <laughs> I hear people speaking, yet their mouths do not move. This is strange to me. Wait, what's that song that you were going to play? Oh, the moment passed. I was going to play Born in East L.A. by Cheech Marin, because you, you, meant, you mentioned Illegal Alien. Born. Did I? You, you, you did. Well, you mentioned... Anyway, <laughs> the, 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 point, the important thing is that the moment passed. Oh. I, was, I wasn't quick enough with it. Oh. Uh I gotta get something out of my chest. This is nuts. Phil Rudd from ACDC apparently put out a hit on two people. The, the, what? The drummer for ACDC, yeah. Today? Uh, well, I don't know if he put it in today, but it, it was a story that broke yesterday. Uh, he was, or he, uh, I don't know if he put it, all right, let, 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 let's see. So, the context. ACDC, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, in my opinion. Uh, Phil Rudd. One of the most no-nonsense, just holding it down but being great at it. Drummers of all time. Uh, wanted some dudes killed. And apparently he I don't. He talked to a hitman 
And uh, there were some. He was also in possession of methamphetamines and cannabis, according to. Uh, That's reports. a good combination. <laughs> methamphetamines and cannabis, <laughs> indeed. Uh, and he wanted. Yeah, he's sixty years old. First of all, so we'll, we'll start with that because if you have no context for ACDC, they've been around a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he appeared in New Zealand court on Thursday afternoon, facing a count of attempting to procure the murder of two men. So, wait, I I I have some holes and issues with this. Go so, ahead. people put hits out all the time, and it doesn't end up on CNN News. But like, they're not the drummer that? for ACDC. Yeah, but like, so the hitman just went to the the news and was like, "Hey, I've got a juicy bit of gossip for you." I'm a little unclear about some of this. Um... I mean, I'm. I have no doubt that it's it's real, but like, I feel like people put hits out all the time, and it's well, not talked about. He got he got arrested after they searched his house for something. I don't know. And he also owns a restaurant, and he's, he's a curmudgeonly character. But yeah, apparently put it put a hit out on people. So there's a lot of references to the song "Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap." Um, <laughs> lots of quotes. Uh, that's. I yeah, like, yeah. I like I like that song. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great song, but apparently it's um yeah, it's a pretty yeah. for ya. Huh. Bill Rod putting out a hit. Oh, crazy! Dying on that, people. We got some dirty deeds done dirt cheap here on Proton Universal. Coming at your radio, Valencia. Yeah, how's your Thursday? God, I hate when people talk up like that too. <laughs> This is gonna amazing intro. Feel right. Go. That, that, that was a horrible, horrible hit the post, by the way. I could have done that. I forgot how long that intro was. When I was a kid, I always thought that <laughs> this is something that only a kid would think, right? I always thought that the the chorus was <laughs> "Dirty Deeds and the Dunderchi." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, me too. I was, and then I didn't know what a Dunderchi was, and yeah. I was like, oh, it must be some Australian thing. I used to think that the Thelma and Louise, not Thelma and Louise, um, Laverne and Shirley, Shirley theme song was. <laughs> wait, I can't think of it now that there's another song playing. Um, they're like and the Schmiel, Schmazel, Hostel Pepper and Carver. Oh, I said it was Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated, it, right? Yeah, that's the real. But it, you thought it was what? Hostel Pepper and Carburetor. Hostel Pepper. Hostel Pepper. And I think Hostel Pepper played the fest along with uh, Hostel the Hostel Pepper and Carburetor. That's the thing. Hostel Pepper. Uh, wow. And Carburetor. Uh, and I guess uh, oh, my parents thought that was real funny. Speaking. 
I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, be I, someone's dad, apparently. I've always been one to say funny things. Uh, yes, you are. I have a whole soundboard full of them. <laughs> so I, w- I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Uh, here Coming in, some news coming in on the uh, on the wire that uh, the at Fest, the <laughs> Kind of Like Spitting, which features former, former Feeling Gravity's Pull drummer Dante, plays in... Uh, played at the fest, which was the band before Mineral set. So it's all coming together for the the listening audience as we're we're bringing it all back home. Yeah, that's important. People need a you know resolution. Hostile, hostile pepper. Hostile pepper. <laughs> hostile peppers pepper, can indeed. be hostile. They yeah, can. man. Especially the the really uh, the really hot ones. Mm-hmm. That, that's uh, that's that's ghost chilies. You ever had a ghost chili? Mm. Hottest pepper in the world. No, that's it's. it's I'm delicious and sweating just hearing about it. You have to, like, you know, use it in small bits. So Dirty Deeds in the Dunderchi with uh, (laughs) my ACDC. What kind of cheese? Like, I thought it was a mystical creature. Like a, like a, like a, not a mugwam. That's Naked Lunch. What's the thing? There's, like, some kind of, like, creature in Australia that is, like, a unique Australian myth. And I was like, oh, it's It's not the capybara. That's South America. I can't remember, but yeah, that's, that's what I thought a dunderchi was. <laughs> so dirty deeds in the dunderchi meant See, that they would like sick the dunderchi on you. I think it's really sad when you become an adult and you realize the truth about those types of things. Like libraries are not libraries; they're libraries. And and volleyball is not a volleyball; it's a volleyball with a V. <laughs> Joe in the chatterbox saying he thought it was dirty teas in the thunder chief. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good. The thun- that makes sense. Dirty Tees and the Thunder Chief. Yeah, that actually makes more sense than the Dunder Chief. What the hell yeah. is a Dunder Chief? Dirty, yeah, Dirty Tees and the Thunder Chief. Dirty Tees. It's <laughs> ACDC. They probably all have Dirty Tees. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we do have fun here. We do have fun here. Uh, let's, let's hear... Um Music songs. Let's hear, let's hear some music songs. <laughs> got Sounds. Some, got some ACDC coming at you with Dirty Deeds and the Dunder Chief. I'm sorry. I meant Dirty Tees and the Thunder Chief. Nope. 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 <laughs> oh, man. This is hard. Being on the radio is hard. Life is hard in first world countries. There's it is. There's so much to complain about. And since I'm not being actively raped right now, I'm not going to complain. Or, you know, female circumcisions. This is Lozen.
Twin Peaks for you. They were they were making some breakfast there. Was my understanding, right? Is that yeah. correct, Brenna? Yeah, there was breakfast being made. That's a band from. I don't think they're really talking about breakfast, though. I think that's uh, like oh my. Uh, some sort of metaphor. <laughs> some kind of double entendre. Um, it's yeah. called um, the the spotted dick. Before oh. that, we had a uh, losin with, <laughs> with Kia. That's off of the para para vida para vida album that's mm-hmm. uh, that worked out well it was good yeah mm-hmm. yeah wait yeah right right <laughs> in the nick out, well, what, what, what is playing music oh you're talking about oh you're talking about process yeah process yeah mm-hmm. the you, process worked just in the i like it when things come together like just in the nick of time i love listening to protonic reversal that was my npr style drop i yeah mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, indeed, 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 indeed. Call in, 415-962-7979. Do it. Make it happen. Talk to us. What's on your mind? Huh? Let Nothing. me know. We're all <laughs> We're all just sitting, all just sitting huh? here in a zen state, just waiting to be filled by huh. the, for the void. Huh? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about those sirens. They're coming for us. We're dangerous. Always sirens. We're playing too much great music. They can't be allowed. Why are there so many sirens? What's are people dying like all the time? I think that's. I guess that's what's happening. People are dying all the time. And there are fires. That's kind of what happens here. All those houses made of redwood. It doesn't just. It doesn't just happen here. But yes, there are there are fires. 
I hear sirens all the time. Yeah. Is that just a city thing? Is that like a... It's not normal. Are they actual sirens or are they, you're hearing them in your head? <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest and you're not there to hear it, does it really make a sound? Exactly. So... Somebody wants to hear a joke. Okay. Um, I have to think of a joke. That's the hard part. Here come the joke oh. police. Oh, I don't like that. That's a really annoying sound. It is. Mm, no. <laughs> For some people, it's even more than annoying. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose it all depends on where you're at, yes. Um, I'm trying to think of a funny joke. I, mm. Oh. I have bad jokes that are kind of funny. Go ahead. Um, okay, so a pirate walks into a bar with a steering wheel in his pants, and the bartender says, Hey, uh, you have a steering wheel in your pants, sir. And he says, Arr, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's all right. That's pretty bad. I have. No, if I was in jokes. seventh grade, I would be pretty. Well, now, like, because I say that's driving me nuts all the time, and that's what you think. So it is. now, like in it, my head, it, it's, it's permanent association. Not just it's driving me nuts. It's arr, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, every time. <laughs> Trying. To, I have funnier jokes. I just I, it's early, and I have to think of them. It's difficult. <laughs> Those are all true statements. But there, but... You, there you have it. You know, that's my take on it. What's yours? I don't have a take. Oh, that's sad. I just, you know, I'm just a human, like, living, and that's probably why no one wants to be with me, because I just don't have anything. I'm just... (laughs) 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 Wow. It's it's fun to be a dick. (laughs) It is fun to be a dick. (laughs) Oh gosh! It you know we were going to talk to the blind shake this week. That would have been cool. Yeah, I know we'd be like bantering slightly less. There'd be someone else to banter in there with more interesting things to say. I really wouldn't be be saying that. You're plenty interesting. Wouldn't be saying you know. Wouldn't be like oh life is hollow and meaningless and we're all just. We Sitting around everything. waiting waiting for the void. Maybe to I should become a nihilist. Eventually over overcome us as we fill our pockets full of stones and walk slowly into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh yeah. Life is a hollow, meaningless lie full of I believe in nothing. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of works a little bit. A little uh, bit. Yeah. Not not a lot, not a lot, a little bit. Nah. Uh, hmm. There's got to be. Oh, there's a, there's several. There are several art shows this week that are interesting. There's one. At- <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are the art shows? Conan, you are having way too I much thought, fun I found with a new that. Toy. It's, it's I'm gonna have to rein you in for a second. Enough with the sound bites. We. I'm having it. <laughs> there's all kinds of ones here. I'm having an intervention for you with the sound bites. We could use that for announcements. Mm, just maybe not any of them. Maybe just maybe just make announcements and you know, you know, 
I guess you could do that. <laughs> Am I in a Disney cartoon that's like also a mis- a murder mystery? Yes, you are. That sounds like a game show. I want to be on the prices. It's reading right? Rainbow. But don't take my word on it. Read it yourself. Oh, <laughs> that's right. With Jordy from, the, <laughs> from Star Trek. What I loved about that was when you get the kids that clearly, like, maybe at one time they were excited about being on the show or excited about the book, but they're just co- completely over being on it. So that I thought this book was very good. I found the characters very interesting, and you should read it. But don't take my word for it. Read it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they're probably <laughs> terrified because yeah, or they're, they're on just, television. Exactly. They're just camera shy, you know. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I had a thing that I was going to say. Oh, art shows. There's an art the show. The soundboard's such a dick. I don't, do you hear what it's saying? I got to hear it. I have to give it a timeout. There's an art show at A-Light Outpost, the... the it, there's a retail store that's, on that's 18th. Yeah, it's on okay. 18th and Mission, and they have a gallery, a little gallery in the back. It's Sean Newport. He makes like really interesting Watch out. geometric. I hear it's wooden. been overrun by wolves. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> or dogs. I can't really tell. What's this? But tomorrow at um, Fecal Face Gallery on Mission Street, uh, Jay Howell, who made all the characters for Bob's Burgers and oh, yeah. Sanji yeah. and Sanji and Jay, is that the right? Sanji and Craig. Mm-hmm. He has a, a solo thing at, um, on Twenty Second Mission. His his illustrations are pretty cool. They're like kind of wacky, but like cool. Yeah, kind of like wacky. that. Kind of like that, <laughs> but like in that. like visual form. Gotcha. Okay, so if you're interested in those kinds of things, go to that place that I already forgot the Fickle name of. Face. Ficklface, I know. Ficklface.gallery. I thought that was a website. It's a it is a website, but they also have a gallery. They used to have two galleries, but now they only have the one in the mission. It's kind of easy to miss. It's really loud. <laughs> That's how I always think when somebody does that. It's, um, um, yeah, it's kind of it's easy to miss because the sign is just an acronym, and it's FFDG. So it's confusing because it's like, what is that? But then Fecal Face is a very well-known website. Yeah, I think if they probably put Fecal Face on there, it might attract a different crowd entirely. Yeah, it's smart because, you know, then it's like, if you know, you know. But if you're curious and you don't know, it might take a while to figure it out. But it's like on 22nd emission from 6 to 9 tomorrow. Cool. All right, check that out. Tomorrow, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. What am I doing tomorrow? Nothing. I'm going to see Blind Shake tonight. That's going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. One, two, three, four, go. One, two, three, four, go. Seven to ten. There's uh, some other bands playing. I bet one of them's a, at least one of them is going to be Garage Rock. Guaranteed. I'd be shocked if that was not the case. Really? Why? Because they're on Castle Face Records and Annie South from Panache books them. And people like Garage Rock. Yeah, I like the kids. Garage Rock. I know we just talked about this off the air, but you're, you're, not, you're not so into it. Bullshit! Yes, I'm not. I'm not so into it. That's correct. Uh, you know, it's not that I'm... It's been done. I, yeah, I would put it this way. I, I'm into innovation and interesting sounds, and most of the bands that come from the San Francisco garage rock scene don't do it for me. And that's I'm, I'm not taking away, I guess, from other people that do enjoy it, but for me it's dangerous tripe, and I would rather listen to nothing than uh, listen a to A lot it. of it sounds the same. I totally get you there. It can be boring. 
And, you know, I, I don't want to be pissing on the party, for sure. But You don't? Well, of course I do. I've got a radio show where I piss on parties all the time. <laughs> I feel um, like that's your shtick. Well, I would rather talk about things I am excited about than like talk about things, things that I'm not. Well, like, for instance, I've been, like, basically obsessed with that uh, Le Butcherette's record. It's, it's fantastic. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm real, I've been listening to it, like, nonstop. I have have not been blown away by something like that in quite some time. And uh, that's Is nice there another song you like? Uh, no, I only like the one. Just the one. <laughs> Just listening to the one on repeat. That's what I've been doing with that Twin Peaks song. It's reasonable. Four times in one yeah, day. Sometimes you just wanna, yeah, you just want to hear... Uh, yeah, sometimes you, you just want to hear the same song over and over again. Uh, let's, you know what? Actually, let's listen to one of the Lubitschert songs off the new record, which I just got, so I haven't listened to it so much. But this is um, Your Weakness Gives Me Life. Fucking mm, title. All right. And that's uh, this is off the Cry is for the Flies record. Again, Lubitschert's... I'm not sure if this is a premiere, but I'm going to say it is. It's definitely a Protonic Reversal premiere, so I'll take it. Uh, here we go.
You should've. Some, huh, that was me. Sorry. Uh, that was clever work by Zilieben Maschinen. That is the, the work of uh, Mr. Josh Newton, who has played in Shiner, uh, Season of Risk, Glaze Baby, From Autumn to Ashes. Uh, he was a tour guitarist for Unsane, Reggie in the Full Effect. But it's perhaps best known for his tenure. I'm reading Wikipedia now when I say this. It says perhaps best known for his tenure in Every Time I Die, which I don't know at all, but I know it's They're well known. fairly, fairly popular. And, <laughs> and playing drums is none other than Chris Boleg, who is uh, one of my favorite drummers of all time. And absolutely. <laughs> a Stone Cold Awesome Dude. Uh, plays drums and cartographer. I played with him. For I don't know, almost a decade. Kind of know him a little bit. Good for you. I don't mean that, and that sounded sarcastic. We, we pretty much we pretty much learned to play our instruments together. It's like that kind of thing. So That's cool. It was. It's interesting to hear him. Uh, you know, doing doing some Seshboro work in a good way. Yeah. Before that, oh, uh, Zilieben Maschinen. It's German. It's Sherman. You can look that up. Google that if you're interested in hearing more. There's a whole uh, record there. Scott Evans put that together. Uh, they're on Facebook. Shannon Core, former guest of the show, actually plays drums in a couple songs, too. Oh, yeah. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. We like Shannon. Before that, we had my current obsession, <laughs> Josh Neutron. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Christopher Kasugas. Indeed. Uh, before that, we had Le Butcherettes off of the new record, which is Cry is for the Flies. 
your weakness gives me life, which is I've put in a significant amount of time listening to that band lately, and, and I like them quite a bit. They're good. The, the, the and I just got this new record, but the the first record, or not that it's not the first record. The, the record before that, there's like one song that's just junk. Like I don't like it all. It's like the last one, but the rest of it's like rock solid. And that's great. I mean, that's that's far better than most bands do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there's a couple songs I'm like, oh, I want to hear that one again. Put it back. Play it again. Play it again. It's awesome. Play it again, Sam. Is that a thing? That's a thing, right? That is a thing, yes. Mm-hmm. Play it again, sports. That's a business. <laughs> In Florida. <laughs> yes, it is. Anyways, I'm just saying stuff at this point. Just things. DJ, real time Coming out of my mouth. Uh, that last part is kind of intense, disturbing. It is intense. This is an intense show. Did you not realize this is an intense show? Oh, I don't. I don't like intense. We should have. We should have Happy Fangs back in. Yeah, they were great. Let's um. Let's do that. I, I missed their show on the Abracadabra. <laughs> That's not how it works, huh? No, it's not. I believe in magic. Oh damn it! I keep hitting that one by mistake. That one's so weird. Delete that. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of awesome though. <laughs> I don't like it. Hi, I'm Rebecca from Happy Fangs, and you're listening to Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. That's like a science thing, right? There's Rebecca from Happy Fangs. They just played a show, and I missed it because I was going to an equally awesome show, at the Nightlight with Sinricone, Loyalists, and. Is the nightlight closing? Roland. Roland. No, no, no. Well, which room was closing? Um, the Elbow Room is closing next year. Oh, Uptown is closing. Uh, actually, Uptown is closed. Their, oh. their last show was last night. They uh, just like they blind shake. It? We're going to play there tonight, and that's why they're playing one, two, three, four, go instead. Wow. Yeah, that's man. A bummer, that happened man. so fast. That is a major bummer. I'm not going to lie. That's that's a that's a deep hit. Ironically, the uptown here in San Francisco is staying open because the bartenders are buying the bar. But it's not a venue. Oh, that's cool. That's a no. Well, it's not a venue, but it's a shining cool. light in all this, you know, closing whatever venues and galleries and everything. Closing. Yeah, that's a drag. We still have elbow room for another year, so that's that's good. Um, but yeah, the uptown closing. It's kind of a weird size because it's like just a little bit too big for some bands and a little bit too small for other bands. But yeah, I, I've never I, been. I always like that venue. Uh, I was like seeing shows there, hear, like playing there. Like venues closing is definitely way more sad than bars closing. I mean, usually they're also a bar, but well, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the show too about you know that it's it kind of seems like. People are into like technology and apps here now, and that's not. I'm not talking about everyone. Let's be clear. I'm not talking about everyone, but like that's where the predominant culture has sort of pushed to, and I think it's pushing out a lot of creativity. And that's why you have that's why you have people that are like leaving San Francisco to like move to like Los Angeles or Portland or whatever. And I know that's a bummer. It that's is a bummer. A bummer. And also, and we reject like- that. We reject it wholesale. <laughs> Whoa! I tell calm, you, good day, sir. Calm good down. Day. It's awesome. I will like, not. I will not calm down. I. I mean. I whoa. will fight anyone that tells me otherwise. <laughs> no, that one got me. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Um, it also is kind of. 
I don't know. It makes it's like you have to work harder if you're not one of those people that's in the industry that's prevalent now that's lacking creativity. And I I say that with no shame and no meant like harsh words. But I mean, I've met lots of people working in tech that leave because they hate it because they it's sucking their soul away. And it's just like this fast money thing. And I, you know, I think that's pretty sustainable for a lot of people, but it seems like it's not, I don't know, if someone can argue my point again, argue a point against this, then I would (laughs) love to hear it. But it's like if, if a job, I don't, I've never been someone who desired something that would just give me money because I mean, I feel like I should be that way. And maybe I would be more proud of myself if I had the things that people value in this society but right i also know that it would kill my soul and i can't well that's a trade-off then isn't it i mean that's and that's speaking to someone that without getting too, too into it what you know what the neutron does for for money is and, yeah is somewhat in that area of- somewhat in that area not exactly i don't i mean i work i work in technology i don't work at like a technology company in fact i, I really can't say much more other than that but what i do it's amazing how much disdain I have for technology and tech culture, considering what I do. But it does actually make sense if you were to stop and parse it. But that said, it's a lot of times I'm like, I, I, I think I'd be happier if I just like lived in Montana or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's just it's it's too much. I don't I don't like. I don't think that the culture that is replacing the predominant culture in the Bay Area is in any way better or even at parity with what is replacing i think what we're losing is very special and unique and i'm hard-pressed to think of how it's going to be reversed at this point which is is really too bad yeah i mean that's a bummer it makes you have to be really yeah hey everybody let's uh let's all have a laugh well now. you have to be really innovative you have to be really hardworking and innovative and this we were i just mentioned this like whole um if you're a creative person or an artist shamelessly promoting your art and yourself and talking about yourself all the time and kind of pushing people into believing that you're hot shit because you have to fake it till you make it well i guess or just have a big ego that you like are doing these crazy cool things and then people will eventually buy you and you're selling Hmm. yourself and that is from what i've told been told like that's what you have to do to have a created creative creative type career either artist or music i mean visual it's also but there's also people that have visceral reactions against that as well i mean yeah i do that's why i don't don't like stuff being pushed at them you know and i also think it's it's different from being arrogant and like i'm now like hey i'm I'm the best i mean that's not that's not what i meant i'm just trying to get over the signal the noise ratio but i i completely understand what you're saying i mean like more of like kind of a used car salesman type not egotistical right. but like you're really just pushing yourself all the time like and it's doesn't well, mean that you're not fun to be around or a wonderful person it's just like that's what your focus is and that's what your priority is and no one else can really compete with that because it's where you're going and you have to like work hmm. extra hard to make it work yeah, and then, but then, like by the same token, I mean, it, I think people just are, for the most part, not going to react well to that either as well. 
you know, that's unless you're charming enough. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, that's just. I what guess I maybe see. that's that's my problem. I'm not charming enough. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, this is this is what I'm. I'm just addressing Wait, what where's, I've where's, seen, where's and the, that the price is very losing noise. I, need I guess, like for me, it's hard to accept or hard to push myself to do that, even though I desire those things. It's too late on the draw. That was that was for me, not for you. I desire those things for myself. I would like to consider myself a creative person, but I don't really want to push, like, I don't want to sell myself because I, it seems ingenuine to me, even well, though it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just, it's like you have to play this role enough to kind of play people and make them believe in you. Yeah, it's a weird place to be because there's just so much out there. There's so much entertainment. There's so much, and it's, but I think ultimately it means more when it comes from someone else. You know, if you if you can move someone to if you can connect with someone with with whatever it is you're doing to the point that they feel like, hey, I want to share this thing with you that I like, that means so much more than being like, Hey, I got this thing, you should check it out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It means tons more. And That's true. I've I've I guess you could say that I've devoted my life to art in my own way, and I've been yeah. on both sides of that. I've been on the having other people be like, this is great, check it out, and I've been on the, oh, yeah, that's Conan, he does this thing. Yeah. Side. And yeah. It, it doesn't mean that the one is superior to the other necessarily. It just means that, you know, that, that, that's how it's perceived. Perception is not always reality, but perception can become reality, especially this day and age, I think we reward hype. Rather than quality, as a overall yeah, that's culture. True. Of course, I don't feel that way about the listeners of this show. <laughs> well, it's true though. I mean, I've seen that happen where I'm looking at skill base and I'm like, "All right, do you have a skill, or are you just good at making people believe in what you're doing?" Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you can recognize something that people like, and that's in itself a skill, but it doesn't take that much. It's kind of like. I could do that, you know, but I'm not, right. and I didn't. Hmm. So you're better off than me because you did it before I did. You know, like where, where, like that's hard for me to accept and and see because I also know people who are like have this crazy skill that I'm like I could never do that because I'm just not that I'm not that good at what you're doing, and that's amazing. And holy crap, like your painting looks like a photograph and I hope right, people right. appreciate it, but they might never, I don't know. But they, they might never, yeah, and that's, I guess that, but you need to, you need to get to a place where you're okay with that being fine. And then right. the art itself is, is the reward. I guess if there's, yeah. any, if there's any message well, that this show yeah, has, I would hope true. that that's be what it is. And that's a consistent thing that I think, you know. And other lies we tell ourselves to get, go to sleep at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's more like just a reality. So that's very pragmatic in looking at it like, oh, well, you're doing this because you like doing it. And hopefully people catch on. That's, I mean, a very consistent, realistic thing that I hear creative people talk about unfortunately in san francisco that's not really enough maybe in some other places that are different in their structure and prices whatever and social structure then it's a little easier i don't know i mean actually it is a lot easier in at least places that i've lived um because i think the community here is cold and it's changed and people aren't interested in 
that stuff anymore. But I would like to believe that they are. They just haven't been shown. And other and otherwise, like, it's just not as easy to show people. Like, you have to be on all these blogs and in magazines. and Well, that's a lot of work. And most, pe- most people, I think, that are truly worthwhile artists rarely want to put in that kind of effort. So what you end up having, all right, let's, let's use, stay with me. Think about the Supreme Court, right? Uh, so anyone you have that's going to be a really great Supreme Court justice is probably going to be a polarizing figure. And they're probably not wind up within the political work to make themselves palatable to getting confirmed by the Senate or to uh, making, you know, not have lived a life at all with like, completely free of any drama or incident. I mean, somebody could be like maybe they've had they had trouble with the law, but they happen to be a brilliant judge. But they'll never be in the Supreme Court because they had trouble with the law. And when their confirmation hearing comes up, then you know, it's going to yeah. come up. So. So what you end up happening is you have all these Supreme Court justices that get appointed that, and not just Supreme Court, but other justices, and, and again, stay with me on this, that they, they, get, uh, they get appointed because they really, they're very middle of the road. And yeah. that, that happens in a lot of things. I think that's, that's an allegory for a lot of different things that a lot of stuff you see is going to be not terrible, not great. It's fine. More people can relate to it because it's, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't offend. It isn't. You know, it isn't necessarily going to be something where it brings up a visceral reaction of, of disgust. It isn't something that makes you super like, oh my god, I need to have this. And I don't know. I, th- I think that that's the case with a lot of things. And for me, I'm more attracted to. <laughs> Extremes, I guess. Not the yeah. band extreme. Let's be clear about that. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm more attracted to extremes and to, you know, crazy, like, oh, this is nuts. I don't even understand what it is. Oh, my God. It's it's, uh, it's mental. You know, I, I would much rather go to every show by Hurry Up Shotgun and then, like, oh, there's some new garage rock act that sounds exactly like every other garage rock rack act that's been in San Francisco in the past five or six years. And they got some name that sounds like it's food and they got high-waisted jeans and like they're wearing the guitars up high and like okay it's i get it i get what you're doing <laughs> i get it like it, for food? me that's not there's a lot of food themed is, is there? roll with it just roll with okay it. uh for, so for me I, I would rather find <laughs> you know austin love you you can be a difficult man let's put it let's let's, be, let's not gild the lily uh, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd rather support an artist like Austin and Hurry Up Shotgun and what they do because I find what they do amazingly compelling and part of it is because like you know wheels could fly off at any moment but it's also this really amazing (laughs) art yeah I mean yeah I mean I guess like that whole reality is fine and it makes sense I guess you know I've been struggling with like where do you start because right I don't I don't agree with that shameless promotion thing. I know that's kind of what you have to do. No, but it's it's obnoxious, and it's it sucks that. Uh, I don't want to constantly talk about myself and what I'm doing in my art, so that people, like people, should just catch on. No, they they should, but you know that's, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, no one gives a damn till you make them. You make them give. I'm going to force you to give a damn. Well, you know that's that's that that's that mindset. And it is—it is something that like the world's not going to beat a path to your door. It's just not. I mean, maybe in, I think that was maybe more true in other eras than it is now. I don't know if it always was true, but you have to put it out there some way. Can't you don't have to you be obnoxious like about it. You, you can't, can't you just like me and think I'm a good person? 
Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, let, you know, let's, uh, let's, I did it inadvertently did a professional segue. Let's do a hurry up shotgun song. This is a Witches in the Garden. There they go. Hurry up, shotgun with witches in the garden. That is off of the, as, and you know I love it. The uh, the Abracadabraham Lincoln EP. Abraham Lincoln is not a zombie, man. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is dead. <laughs> Been waiting to play that one for a while. But there's uh, like a there's a zombie Abraham Lincoln on the cover. Sorry. It's not a zombie. He's dead. <laughs> he's a rotting corpse. Why is he like? I don't know, he's he dressed up in his finest suit doesn't make any sense to me. Because when you die, then they put you in a casket in your finest suit. That's true, right? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that that's true. But 
Maybe uh, he's in his casket. Point of fact, this is a great album. Uh, HurryUpShotgun.bandcamp.com. And coincidentally, they are playing a show. Oh, are they? On the 29th of November. I had no idea. With this other band that, I don't know, Conan might be familiar with, but they're called Victory and the Associates. Victory and Associates. <laughs> You're doing so good. <laughs> 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 it's because I've made that victory in the associate joke like a million times. Because, I know because yeah. that was actually there. There was actually a flyer that said victory in the associate, and it had a, a, a promo photo when we were a five piece, and it was a tour that we were a three piece when we were a four piece band. So it's like it was very funny. To this us. is confusing. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers going. It's around. just victory and associates. It's their last show. It happens to also be the eve of a good friend's birthday. At that show, and it's at El Rio on the 29th, and it should be really The fun. eve of a good friend's birthday, he was actually in that band, too. Or at least, uh, at least yeah. For another two weeks, three weeks, I don't know however long it is. And Love Moon is opening that up. Uh, great new band. I was going to play something by them, but we're going to have them in next week, so we'll play plenty of stuff by them then. And it's also a benefit show for Radio Valencia. It is? <sighs> That's really awesome. cool. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the last benefit show that they, they did was really fun. I went to that. Yeah, that was a blast. Uh, we had Happy Fangs and uh, Shotgun, and that was that was good times. This, this I expect to be just as awesome. We're going to be doing some. There'll be a live broadcast from the show. So El Rio is great. That's a great place for a show. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good time. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll send off Victory and Associates with with honor as we climb onto the to the boat. Set the sails afire. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that you do, I guess. If you're raucous and crazy. Viking funeral. Something like that. But anyway. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. You gone and done it. Can you hear me now? You spent another episode with us. Let me thank you for it. You've been listening to... Platonic Reversal. And we thank you for that. Thanks. You can find the show every Thursday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Radio Valencia. Is this thing on? It's crazy. RadioNeutron.com for streaming episodes. Every episode. All of them. All the time. Always. Podcasts. Playlists. Information. Everything you could possibly need. Here we now. This show is on iTunes. You uprate that, there's a chance people might hear it, so that's always a nice thing to do. If you can figure out how. If you can figure out how. <sighs> Indeed. We're on Facebook. This is my farewell transmission. So do that if you got to. <laughs> Signing off. Anything else, Brenna? No. Mr. No. And Mrs. America. Cool. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Uh, Love Moon. It's going to be on. Should be a good time. Anyone within the Later. sound of my voice. I've got 50,000 watts of power.
to electricity. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128, you're dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the... It's the end of radio! The last announcer plays the last record! The last what? Leaves the transmitter! of a listener. broadcasting if there's no one there to receive it's the 
Radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day, Hey, hey! This is...